the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. We have had Victor Davis Hanson on the show and would love to have him back, and I will have to make that request. He is a fellow at the Hoover Institute. He's a professor. He's been a longtime national columnist. I remember years ago, (laughs) more than I dare confess, uh, when Victor Davis Hanson wrote a column under the Knight Ritter umbrella, and my father was so moved by it, so much in agreement with it, that he cut it out of the Bell Fountain Examiner, and he put it on the wall of his workshop. And Victor Davis Hanson was bringing the truth then, the truth in the mind of a World War II veteran, and he's bringing the truth now. He was on Tucker Carlson last night. He was talking about where we are in our country right now, where you see it, I see it, January 6th hearings, Donald Trump evil, Hunter Biden, laptop, what was on it, Yet, the January 6th hearings, that same kind of attention, not focused on the BLM riots from the summer of 2020. Uh, The Hunter Biden laptop, were it the, oh, I don't know, Eric Trump laptop? Donald Trump Jr. laptop? You think it would be ignored by the networks? Uh, We are a country, at least a country that was designed to follow the rule of law, which means laws apply to everyone. Equal justice under the law. Is that what we see? Is that the system in which we operate? This is the topic Victor Davis Hansen was addressing last night. I don't think we're, we're a society that is ruled by law. We're in a revolutionary period right now, something like 18th century France or 1920s Russia where the law is fluid and it's whatever the power to be says it is. So if you're, just to take some examples, if you're James O'Keefe or you're Peter Navarro or you're Roger Stone, you're going to have an FBI come down on you like you don't know what. But if you refuse a, you know, a subpoena like Eric uh, Holder did, or if you lie uh, to a federal investigator like Andrew McCabe did, or you lie under oath to the U.S. Congress like both John Brennan and James Clapper, there's no consequences, very little. And, and so the law is uh, designed that on the premise that the, the noble ends justifies any means necessary. And the left is de- has uh, defined those means as radical equality, fairness, social justice, not the constitutional law. And so I think right now people are really weird, uh, bizarre. They see May 31st, 2020, a mob come from Lafayette Square tries to torch down a historic church, tries to swarm on federal property, the White House grounds, sends the president into a bunker with his family, and there's very little 
consequences as compared to January 6th. And so I think the law is very fluid. Merrick Garland is, is much to blame, so is Joe Biden. Yes. But it's part of the left ideology that's in ascendance right now. And it's very scary because I think most Americans realize if you are a particular political persuasion and you break the law or you're accused of breaking the law, you're going to be treated very differently. He's not wrong on that. And we're about to see that play out again. Again, tomorrow is likely the day that the Supreme Court will release its opinion on Dobbs versus Mississippi. And in that opinion, if it matches the leaked opinion, the opinion will overturn Roe versus Wade. It will turn abortion rights back to each individual state. It will not restrict abortion rights or eliminate abortion rights across the country. California will have unfettered abortion. So will New York. So will other states. And there may be states where abortion will be outlawed. I believe in Ohio we have a trigger law where abortion will be outlawed once a baby's heartbeat is detected. I would like us to be more like Louisiana, more like Oklahoma, where I expect abortion will be entirely outlawed. And there was a group called Jane's Revenge, Jane Roe. Jane's Revenge, which has made no secret of its attempt to intimidate justices. It has taken credit for the violence, vandalism against pregnancy decision health centers. And it has made unequivocally, unmistakably threatening comments such as, if abortion isn't safe, neither are you. This is scrawled on the walls of pregnancy centers around the country. And do we have the Justice Department, Merrick Garland, Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi? Pelosi had the chance the other day to condemn the violence. She wouldn't even do it. She wouldn't condemn the threat of violence. I believe in a woman's right to choose. As long as they choose death of course, for their infant. So, this is the double standard. And the double standard continues. The law is supposed to be, according to Aristotle, uh, reason free from passion. That means that which side you're on, it's not supposed to make a difference. If you violate the law, you were supposed to pay a penalty for it. Hillary Clinton did not, and likely never will. James O'Keefe, Roger Stone, Michael Flynn, Paul Manafort, on and on and on, have paid or will pay a price. And this is not a system that we were designed to operate under, nor is it a system that a country can survive under. Because if you advantage thought over behavior, if you are allowed to break the law because you believe the way the party in power believes, but you are not allowed to break the law, nor should you be allowed to break the law, if you think differently then, the party in power, or if you are treated differently for the exact same offense, 
Well, that is going to usher in resentment, anarchy, anger, and eventually you're going to destroy yourself from the inside out. So, we see it in our media. We see it glorified in our media. And if you want to know to what ridiculous extent this kind of abiding crazy ideals over reason leads to, listen to the comments on MSNBC of a man named Miles Taylor. Now, Miles Taylor is probably a name you've never heard before, but you've heard of Miles Taylor before because during the early years of the Trump administration, Miles Taylor wrote an editorial for the New York Times under the headline of Anonymous. And he was writing about what a demon Trump was and what a fascist Trump was and what a dictator Trump was. And we were told by the New York Times that Miles Taylor was a top official in the Trump administration. He was not a top official in the Trump administration. He was barely a hanger-on in the Trump administration. But, of course, because he was disloyal to Trump and was willing to say whatever the left wanted him to say, he now has a role on MSNBC. But it was very clear who Donald Trump was from day one. All of us in the Republican Party knew who he was. So many people didn't want him to get the nomination, certainly didn't think he would get elected. But when they did, just kind of willingly walked along with it. Look, I think the violence here is really, really the sort of crux of all of it. My friend Alex Vindman always says that there's so many people that are still silent because the intimidation actually works. And we've seen this before in democratic societies, (laughs) political intimidation leading to political violence, God forbid, leading to political assassinations. You know where we've seen it? We've seen it in the Weimar Republic. In Germany, before the rise of Hitler. Yes, Trump is Hitler. Did you notice that he's completely unaware of how the things he's saying apply to Trump apply to Democrats? He doesn't see it on his side. He doesn't see it at MSNBC. He doesn't see it. And the fact that he doesn't see it is really dumb. At the end of hour number one, I played the first portion of a senior speech from Harvard University by a young woman by the name of Julie Hartman. Uh, Julie Hartman appears on the Dennis Prager show from time to time. She does a podcast with Dennis, I believe. And I have reached out to her with hopes of getting her on the show. Julie Hartman give me, gave me hope today. And I thanked her for that. And I think you will love hearing uh, from Julie Hartman because she speaks for us. She, she speaks for people who love this country, people who want the country to not be a country where there are two different uh, administrations of the same law, to not be a country where Hunter Biden can do whatever Hunter Biden wants to do because Joe Biden is his dad, to not be a country where Hillary Clinton can break the law and face no legal consequences for it, to not be a country where January 6th uh, has to be magnified with a phony committee and labeled an insurrection and where the burning down of federal courthouses by BLM and Antifa is uh, mostly peaceful. 
That's the kind of country we love. That's the kind of country we believe in, one that offers equal protection under the law. Julie Hartman speaks to that, and you will hear her speak to that in minutes. But first, I wanted to play Ted Cruz's response to the Biden administration's ongoing blame game. You know, Biden says that gas prices are Putin's fault. Gas prices are the oil companies, the greedy oil companies. They're the supply chain's fault. They're COVID's fault. And everything, you know, that he can't blame on Putin or he can't blame on COVID or he can't blame on the supply chain, he blames on Donald Trump. Uh, He is literally the see no evil, do no evil, take no responsibility president. The White House has one talking point. I didn't do it. Not my fault. It's Republicans' fault. It's Putin's fault. It's anybody's fault but Joe Biden. There's a reason Biden's approval rating is in the 30s, because people recognize that that, that just, that's just not credible. Um, to watch this White House try to blame everything, you know, watching Biden's energy secretary go on TV and say, you know, Biden's trying to do everything he can to lower gas prices. Well, yeah, except allow people to drill for oil and gas. Like, like other than that. I mean, you literally have had for a year and a half an unrelenting war on on oil and gas production in the United States. They keep doubling down. They keep bizarrely. Biden is going to be flying to Saudi Arabia to kiss Saudi Arabia's behind after he's been attacking Saudi Arabia for a year and a half and alienating them because he wants the Saudis to produce more oil. He wants Venezuela to produce more oil. He wants Iran to produce more oil. He wants everyone to produce more oil except Americans. And it is. He believes that he can just convince the American people it's everybody else's fault. And hopefully we don't fall for that. Hopefully we understand what the media won't tell us, but what our eyes do tell us. And it's hard to hold on to your beliefs in a culture where you're called out for them or marginalized for them, criticized for them, labeled hateful for them. And I've said before that one of the chief purposes of this show is to give a voice to people who feel like they don't have a platform. And in the course of doing that, I also hope that you understand that you're not alone. Honestly, though, there are sometimes I wonder if, other than you guys, I'm alone. Is there anyone in the next generation who feels the way I do? And in that vein, today I drew great strength from a video I saw of a young woman by the name of Julie Hartman in her senior speech at Harvard. I played the first part of it in hour number one for you. I now play the second portion of her speech. We members of this university and we Americans have shirked our responsibility as the most privileged cohort on earth. We have remained cringingly silent in the face of corrosive ideas, woke culture, that has corrupted our institutions and severed the bonds that hold our country together. The New York Times won a Pulitzer Prize for reporting that the sole purpose of the American Revolution was to preserve slavery and we remain silent. The Oregon Department of Education asserts that showing your work and finding the right answer in math is white supremacist, and we remain silent. 
The American Medical Association has stated that the U.S. should remove gender from birth certificates. And we remain silent. Howard Zinn, the author of the most widely read history text in American public schools, said that America has done, quote, more bad than good. And we remain silent. A huge percentage of the donations to the National Black Lives Matter organization have been spent on compensation and benefits, including several extravagant real estate purchases and questionable consulting contracts. And we remain silent. On this campus, we often hear how oppressive America is. Just outside of this church, there was a sign for Israeli Apartheid Week of an upside-down, faded American flag with painted bullet holes in it. And we remain silent. We must not lie to ourselves or to one another by denying that a large reason that we remain silent is that we see personal and professional advantages in doing so. We are ashamed to be American. The shame should be on us. The people who excoriate religion live in a society where their freedoms are based on teachings in the Bible. Many who say that the nuclear family is antiquated grew up in two-parent households. Those who condemn the police as oppressive still summon them when they are in danger. And too many use their right to free speech to advocate suspending it for all who disagree with them. <laughs> what a litany of dishonesty. We are using our privilege to undermine the very system that has given us that privilege. America, despite its failings, is the last great stand on earth. We must speak up against this now or our civilization will face a somber reckoning. As President Reagan said, if not us, who? If not now, when? Thank you. That is brilliant. Brilliant and 100% on the money. I hope to speak to her on a future show to find out what her grade was on that speech, because I can only imagine the uh, internal temperature of the profs sitting there listening to that as she called out the hypocrisy of Harvard, of the truly privileged people who are getting educated there, who will parlay that degree into uh, wealth that most Americans will never even dream of achieving. Uh, Julie Hartman is her name. You can find that speech on YouTube. I broke it up into two segments so that we could pour truth into our minds in small doses. It has a better chance of landing and staying there. Pray for our Supreme Court justices. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.